This is a Federal News Network podcast. It wasn't a question of if, but when. President Biden signed an executive order last week that rolls back a handful of Trump-era workforce policies. The White House repealed those 2018 executive orders that limited collective bargaining and official time for employee unions, and it repealed Schedule F. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with details and what comes next. And Nicole, sounds like he did one big executive order to take care of a lot of these employee-related issues. What's, uh, tell us about the executive order. What does it do? So it's pretty simple, Tom. It repeals President Trump's Schedule F executive order. That was the EO that created this new schedule for policymaking career civil servants, would reclassify them into this new schedule, and they'd lose civil service protections in the process. Under this Biden executive order, that's gone. And in fact, in describing Schedule F, this was interesting. The Biden EO uh, said it was unnecessary to the conditions of good administration and an action that undermined merit system principles in the core of the civil service. So Schedule F is gone. It also repealed the three 2018 executive orders that the federal unions have really been anxious about uh, for the past couple of years. Of course, those executive orders, they limited collective bargaining, limited official time, and also put a new emphasis on uh, employee discipline and firings, and those are gone. Notably, the Biden executive order requires agencies and the Office of Personnel Management to revisit any actions they took associated with these executive orders and to stop them and to then go back and, you know, uh, rescind any actions that they may have taken to uh, implement all four of those Trump executive orders. Yeah, that's a question I had, because I think it was OMB, Office of Management and Budget, had already identified its Schedule F positions. So whatever that list is, we may never see the light of day. So as far as we know, Tom, a, a few sources before this executive order came out and before the change in administration, quite frankly, mentioned that OPM had approved that uh, list of OMB potentials to move to Schedule F. As far as we can tell, though, the reclassifications themselves didn't actually happen. So I'm not sure there's a ton of work agencies are going to have to do to reverse anything associated with Schedule F. But the Biden executive order certainly tells OPM to stop anything it was planning on doing uh, on Schedule F. It's safe to think, though, that most of the agencies, having a sense there was a better than even chance that Biden would be elected, probably just decided to run out the clock. And if Trump had been reelected, well, then they can put together the lists then. So it's probably not much happened, I'm guessing, in relation to that particular executive order. I think that's fair. And, you know, especially with the union executive orders, but also the Schedule F order, it was really just a matter of when, not if it would be repealed. We're speaking with Federal News. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and with with respect to the earlier executive orders, I guess they date to 2018. Does this mean that unions will now be able to just waltz back in and get nice big office space with computers and file cabinets, et cetera, in federal agencies? So I think we're going to see. We're going to see how agencies revisit and return to the bargaining table, which is what unions want them to do in implementing this new Biden executive order and, you know, overturning any of the work that they did previously to implement the Trump ones. Um, You know, the Biden order certainly suggests that agencies should stop anything they were doing associated with the Trump orders and to, you know, go back to the bargaining table, essentially. That's what the unions want and to work things out with them. 
you know, career officials in some cases at some of these agencies were in charge of leading the negotiations with unions. So these two parties, they know each other. They knew each other before the Trump administration. In some cases, they know each other now. And so I think it's going to be a matter of just resetting the relationships that many of these uh, organizations had with each other. Because a couple of big bargaining units are overdue for contract renewals and have been to the impasses panel, et cetera, et cetera. And so maybe things will clear quickly in terms of getting a new bargaining contract established. Is that your sense? I think it's going to depend on how the agencies implemented the 2018 orders. We know VA, for example, they did kick some unions out of their office spaces. They did cut official time uh, quite significantly. Other agencies, not as much. So I think it's going to depend on the agency, the person in charge, and maybe the relationships that the union and the agency have with each other. Interesting. So have you heard any reaction to this so far? Yeah, we've heard quite a bit of reaction. The unions are were obviously excited about this. This is something they've been waiting for. NTEU National Treasury Employees Union said that they believe the new Biden order does provide that clear direction that they were looking for to reset things with labor relations officials, reverse course, and potentially return to the table to bargain in good faith. The American Federation of government employees called uh, the executive order a new hope for federal employees. So they're obviously very excited about this. We also were getting some reactions from House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, who said that the executive order showed that the Biden administration is welcoming to career federal employees, trusts them, and approaches them in just a different manner than perhaps the previous administration did. And I get the sense, too, that these executive orders were written perhaps last August (laughs) or September. Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, you know, President Biden put out a video recently to the career federal workforce, and he basically in the video said, you know, look, I've worked with your agencies a long time as a senator, as a former vice president. The cabinet officials that I've tapped to lead your agencies are really excited to work with you, the career feds. And here's the president. Over the last few weeks, I've been announcing cabinet nominees to lead your agencies. They are women and men of immense talent and experience. It's a cabinet that looks like all of America. It taps into the best of our nation. It opens doors and it includes the full range of talents we have in our people. And to a person, they said they most are looking forward to working with you. You. You're the ones running the show. To apply your experience and expertise to address the great challenges of our time. The pandemic, the economy, systemic racism, climate change, our national security, and so much more. We have such an opportunity. And while I may not be able to meet each of you in person, I'm thinking of you and I have the utmost trust in your capabilities. That's President Biden in his part of his message to the career federal workforce. And Tom, I'll also just note one other thing about this executive order, and it's the first paragraph here which is career civil servants are the backbone of the federal workforce, providing the expertise and experience necessary for the critical functioning of the federal government. It is the policy of the United States to protect, empower, and rebuild the career federal workforce. It is also the policy of the United States to encourage union organizing and collective bargaining. The federal government should serve as a model employer. I think that sums up what this new administration is trying to do pretty broadly here with the federal workforce. The rebuild part is intriguing. I wonder if we'll see more from this administration. I imagine we will. But in my mind, it sums up exactly what it's trying to do 
uh, with career feds here. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.